You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. I'm going to read Ephesians 2. Um, four in the Passion, if someone's back there and wants to put it up. Ephesians 2, 4 in the Passion. Actually, scratch that. It's going to be the Amplified. But God, being so very rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him, separated from him, we were once separated from him. Because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. So something happened. We were once spiritually dead. He made us spiritually alive. Something happened at the cross. For by his grace, his undeserved favor. Sorry, I'm probably just going to be crying the whole time. (laughs) For by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. The word saved means sozo. That means whole. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. You weren't saved to go to heaven someday when you die. You were saved to be whole right now. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. One drop of God's blood was enough to save you and make you whole today. Today. Not someday when you die. Right now. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's fascinating. It's captivating. It's who he is, and it's what he's done for us. When he raised us up together with him, when we believed, and seated us with him in the heavenly places. Did you know you were seated in the heavenly places with Jesus? It's what it says in the word. I'm not making this stuff up. Because we are in Christ Jesus, we're united with him. He did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus by providing for our redemption. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, sozo, whole, mind, body, soul, and spirit doesn't mean just salvation someday. That's beautiful. That's amazing. (laughs) That's enough right there, right? But there's more. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. It's by grace. (laughs) It's all by grace that we can be whole. 
mind, body, soul, and spirit right here, right now. This side of heaven. Right? It's good news. Seems too good to be true. The gospel always seems too good to be true, but it's true. That's why we laugh. That's why we cry. That's why we sob. That's why we, our lives look different. Because he's transformed us. He's transforming us. Something should be happening in our lives. The cross paid for something miraculous to happen right now, right here in my life. Right? We're not supposed to be the same we used to be. Something happened. Something happened. A transaction happened. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did. Thank you that you made us new. Thank you that you paid for our healing and our wholeness right here and right now. When the sun sets free, it's free indeed. Aaron spoke on that on Wednesday. It was so amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for setting us free. Thank you, Jesus. So that was just something I was, I felt like Jesus wanted me to read and share and Kind of fits with what I felt like I was supposed to talk about today. So if you don't know me, I'm Nikki. I'm one of the pastors here at Revive. Just in case you're, it's your first time here, welcome. We're so glad you're here. And um, we hope that you encounter Jesus today. That's our hope. That's our desire every time. We hope that you feel his love for you and that you walk away transformed. Because that's the whole point of all this. It's so that we'll know him. Right? Um. We have our healing school, if you were here for announcements, we have our healing school coming up this weekend, and um, it's a two-day school uh, position to equip the body to bring people into an encounter with Jesus so they can be healed and whole wherever you go, whether you're working at Walmart, whether it's the person at the gas station, whether it's someone at your job, whether it's in a church setting, whatever it is, wherever you go. You were created to be, bring people into an encounter with Jesus. And so that's coming up this weekend. And because of that, I wanted to talk about healing today to kind of set us up for this weekend. Um, about 10 years ago, I was at a healing conference on the north side. And Joaquin Evans, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He used to be over the healing rooms at Bethel in Redding, California. I, don't, I think he's moved on since, but um, he did a healing conference 10 years ago, and I went to it, and one thing that he said was, Jesus is healing. Jesus doesn't just heal us. He is healing. The person of Jesus is healing. And I just was like, that is so good. Um takes a little pressure off healing ministry because we just introduce people to Jesus, 
<laughs> he is healing. When he's in the room, healing happens. Wholeness happens. Um, so that's kind of what I started with when I was asking Jesus, what's, what's going to be happening on Sunday, <laughs> you know? But I want to start with Isaiah 53. Most of us know this. I've read it a billion times. Maybe not. Maybe it's the first time. I want to go f- uh, Isaiah 53, 5, New King James. Mm. So amazing. <laughs> so beautiful. The word is <laughs> alive. It's truth. So Isaiah 53, 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. That word transgressions means the law, sin, wickedness. He was wounded for our sin, our wickedness. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, which means the punishment, the punishment for our peace, Shalom. That word peace just doesn't mean tranquility, a good, nice little feeling. (laughs) It means shalom. It means wholeness. Sozo, mind, body, soul, and spirit. The punishment for our wholeness was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. I looked up that word healed. It also means whole. So when we talk about healing, we're talking about wholeness. They're both, it's one and the same. Jesus paid for our healing, our wholeness already at the cross. It's already been done. He took on our punishment, what we deserved, so that we could be whole. Already. You know, God is love. God, love doesn't leave us in chaos. <laughs> love doesn't leave us in anything lesser than what it has to offer, right? That's why he paid for our wholeness, because he's love. He died so that we could become love, that we could be restored back to union with him so that we can walk in the fullness of who he is. It's possible. Everything that this tells us to be and tells us we are is possible to live out through grace, through relationship with Jesus. He is the way, the only way. Right? It's beautiful, isn't it? Wow. You know, he died as us, for us, so that we could look like something, love. That our lives could be a representation of who he is. That's why he paid for our wholeness, because he's whole. And if we're going to represent wholeness, we better be whole, right? There's no condemnation or shame if you're not walking in wholeness in areas of your life. We're all in a process with Jesus. He's transforming us, but we should be looking different. We should be transforming. We shouldn't be the same person we used to be. 
something should be happening, right? Something is, is some, I'm being transformed more into the likeness of Jesus every day. Not by my own effort. Because I'm believing who I am and believing what this says. It's really all just about believing. It's already been done. You know, when we step out in, when we pray for someone to be healed, what we're doing is we're proclaiming it's finished. It's done. I'm attaching my faith to a belief, the truth, that it's already been accomplished for this person. Does that make sense? So I'm proclaiming to the world, it is finished. It is done. Your healing has already been paid for. His name is Jesus. Let me show you what love looks like. <laughs> it's really just as simple as that, honestly. I mean, we've seen so many people healed by not even praying for them. <laughs> not even praying for them. Just loving them. Just inviting Jesus to come. When Tony was in Brazil, I think like 400 people plus people were healed, physically healed, 400 plus people like, yes, I'm healed, yes, R recording that many people healed without even praying one time for them. They just stood because they needed healing and Jesus was in the room. He is healing. The person of Jesus is healing. He is our wholeness. He is everything that we need. And we have him. <laughs> we're one with him remember what I read in Ephesians we've been united with Jesus we're seated in heavenly places with him so we get to bring people into that encounter with Jesus with the one who is wholeness and healing yes it's exciting you know you may be asking well if Jesus is wholeness if he's already paid for my healing and wholeness then, and he's paid for that for every person, it's already finished, it's done, then why don't we see every person healed? I don't know. I just know it's finished. Right? I don't know. I don't need to know. <laughs> I just know what this tells me. Paul said, I resolved to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. What if, we what if we renewed our minds to the cross? What if we just put aside needing to have an answer? You know, I spend way much, too much time dwelling and trying to figure out why something didn't happen and not enough time dwelling on the truth that it's already been done. Right? I'm talking to myself here, guys. Just so you know. I want every belief, every thought that comes through here to bow to this one. It's finished. It's done. Jesus paid for our wholeness. Someone doesn't get healed that I prefer. I don't know. I don't know. I'm okay not knowing. But I'm not going to stop pressing into all he paid for on the cross. I'm not going to stop. If, one un if it's one unanswered prayer or a hundred unanswered prayers, okay. That doesn't change what he did. 
It doesn't change what he says is truth. You know, I talk about this all the time, truth versus fact. <laughs> fact is something we're experiencing here right now. It's, it's just, it's, I'm standing here with you guys talking on the mic. That's fact. But truth is higher than fact. We live by the truth of the word. Truth is final. I looked it up in the dictionary. The word truth means final. It is what it is. With experience, without, it just is what it is. Fact is by experience. It's not final. Truth is final. We live by a high, we live by truth of the word of Jesus. So even if something says something in here, you will see greater works than I. And I'm not, and my life doesn't look like that. That's just fact. That's not truth. The truth is, is that Jesus said that we will do greater works than him. Doesn't mean I'm seeing it yet in my life, but that's the truth that I live by. And I will renew my mind to truth, not fact. So what if we renewed our minds to the cross? <laughs> Can you imagine if we took every thought captive to what Jesus did on the cross? I mean, man, that's where it's at, right? I think that's freedom right there. It's, it's, it's unshakable faith. It's choosing to believe the truth regardless of what I see. It's just unshakable faith. And I believe there are many, many people in this room who have unshakable faith in Jesus, who have walked through some really difficult things and chose to believe he's good anyways, chose to believe that he is who he says he is anyways. <laughs> like, I'm in a room full of world changers who are going to bring the reality of who Jesus is to this earth wherever they go. You guys are so amazing. <laughs> Jesus is helping us, isn't he? He's helping us to renew our minds. He's, he's helping us to believe the way that he created us to believe, right? We talk so much here about renewing our minds, taking thoughts captive, believing the truth, um, because it's, it's, it's everything. Everything has already been done for us, as we read in Ephesians. It's just a matter of believing it's true. I just want to know Christ and him crucified, like Paul said. That's all I want to do. I don't want to try to figure out why people aren't healed when I pray for them. I don't want to, it just, it just gets me nowhere. <laughs> it may feel comforting to come up with these answers in a moment, but it really does nothing for us. It does nothing to renew our mind to what's actually true, you know? You know, when we talk about a mystery box, have you guys heard us talk about a mystery box before? We talk about when things happen that we don't understand, we just put it in the mystery box. It doesn't mean we forget about everything that happened. It doesn't mean we forget necessarily. We just, we're, we're okay giving up the right to have the answer. If Jesus doesn't say it in here, then I'm not going to believe it. That's it. You know, I've prayed for people, and they haven't been healed. 
many, 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 many times. Too many to even count. I've contended for healing for people, and they've died. I've had really terrible, we contended for a little girl from years for her wholeness and her health, and she died. And we had to work through that as a body and a leadership team. We had to work through that. What are we going to choose to believe in this situation? Are we going to continue to believe that Jesus is good and he is who he says he is? He's healer. His will is to heal. Or are we going to believe what we're experiencing over the truth? We've had to press into it. We've had to do the hard things, right? We chose to move forward. We chose to get up here the next Sunday and sing that he's good. That wasn't easy. We had to work through that. You know, I've, I've had to choose to work through things that, that haven't lined up with what Jesus says, who he is. But there's grace. He's given us the grace to press through and to choose him every time and to choose. You know what? I don't know, but it's finished. I'm going to still pray <laughs> for people to be healed. I'm still going to believe for people to be whole because that's what Jesus paid for. One time I heard someone say, um, I don't know if I'm saying this exactly correctly, but I heard someone say, you know, this is the only time in eternity that we get to praise him anyways. When we're in heaven, nothing bad is going to, we're not going to see premature death in heaven. We're not going to see anything like that. We're just going to be praising him, praising him, praising him. Everything is going to be perfect. Here on earth is the only time in eternity that we get to praise him anyways, even when we don't see something. Isn't that beautiful? I really do believe that the angels are just like, whoa. They're praising him anyways. They're attracted to that. Heaven is attracted to when we choose to believe God is good and praise him and and choose to believe the truth of who he is regardless of what we see. (laughs) It's so beautiful, right? And I'm going to be that person. I'm going to choose to praise him anyways, no matter what I see. Us as a ministry, we're going to continue to press in. We're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. You know, really the question is, what do we believe? I don't know if I already said that or not. I think I probably did, but I'm just going to say it again. The practical application to this (laughs) is believing. There's more practical things than just that. Basically, like I said, it's already been done. We just have to believe. We have to attach our belief to what the truth is. We don't have permission to think outside of the cross anymore as Christians. Jeff McClintock said, we don't have permission to think outside the blood of Jesus. We don't. When we became Christians and we gave our life to Jesus, we gave up the right to think any other way. (laughs) It's outside of your nature to believe any other way. And, and he's given us the grace. You may be thinking, well, it's too hard. Blah, blah, I, I just can't, you know. He's given us the grace to do everything he asked us to do. That's why we have each other. We, we, we share with one another. 
practical things that help us to believe differently. Declarations. Tony just got done doing a series on the practical things that he does every single day, not out of works, not to earn anything, but has the, just practical things that have helped him to believe. Declarations, saying declarations every single day, the declaration doesn't set us free. It helps us to believe differently, and then we are set free. The truth sets us free. Believing the truth is what sets us free. The declaration is a tool to help us to believe differently. Reading the word it's powerful because it renews our mind to truth, and it's living and active, and the word is Jesus. <laughs> Spending time with Jesus transforms us because he is healing. He is wholeness. It's all about relationship with him. It's not religious to get up every single day and read your Bible. <laughs> it's just healthy. <laughs> right? My friend once told me, you know, it's not religious to do all those things if your motive is relationship. Is your motive relationship or religion? Are you trying to earn something that you already have? Or are you just wanting to know your God better because you love him and you're going after him? Practical things to help us believe differently and to be who we already, Jesus already made us to be. There's grace. Thank you, Lord, yes. So really the question is, what, you know, what do we believe about who he says he is? Who do we believe about who we are? What do we believe the truth is? It's all about believing the truth. We gave up our right to think the same way that we did before. We're new creation in Christ. Something changed in us, right? Something happened. 2 Corinthians, is it 5.17? We're a new creation in Jesus. We're a new creation in Christ. That means we're a new species. We are a whole new being. We may look the same, like I might have the same skin and eyes and hair, but I am a different person. I'm not the same person I used to be before I gave my life to Jesus. So I shouldn't be thinking the same way I used to think. <laughs> I shouldn't have the same priorities I used to have. I shouldn't have the same standards I used to have. Just shouldn't. I'm supposed to be different, right? And there's grace. There's grace. It's not hard. It's just letting Jesus love us into who we already are and believing it, believing it. So because Jesus is healing and he is wholeness, and we're created in the image of God, and we're one with him, <laughs> we get to, he wants to partner with us to bring people into wholeness. I hear, I, sometimes I say, he wants to use us, and I, you know what I mean when I say that, but I hate that word, he wants to use us, because it almost seems like he wants to, like, robot us, <laughs> you know, like, you will do this for my glory, Whatever, but it's, it's more of he wants to partner with us. It's a partnership. It's a partnership. He wants relationship with us. And as we're in relationship with him, we, get, we look like him. And we naturally bring others into the awareness of who he is by our lives. Our lives are healing. Just like Jesus is healing, our lives are healing to people. Because we look like him. 
We look like love. That's, that's the whole goal, right? To look like love. We talk about it all the time. The whole point of the cross is to become love. For our nature to be restored back to something. We were once separated from him. Now we're unified with him. <laughs> that's right, girl. <laughs> I feel like she was like, Amen. so the only thing that we need to do to bring people into the awareness of who jesus is and to be brought into wholeness who they were created to be is to believe that jesus christ did it right i think sometimes when i'm praying for people specifically for healing i get in my head a lot (laughs) sometimes i get in my head like did i say the right thing you know i get into that we get into this formula mindset Got to pray in the name of Jesus. Got to do the steps. Got to do this. Like, we're learning from each other. But at the same time, we, like, put a formula to things unintentionally, you know. And Jesus is like, I'm healing. I'm wholeness. I live inside of you. You know. (laughs) Like, your life is supposed to just bring people into the awareness of who he is by just you being, you being and believing you are who I say you are. <laughs> Does that make sense? We don't have to work it up. We are who he says we are already. We just have to believe it. You know, like when, as a Christian for many years, I didn't believe I was who God said I was. And sometimes I still don't in areas. That's why I'm renew- working to renew my mind to the truth of who I am and who he is. Like I said, we're all in process, and it's okay. But I had so many sin issues as a Christian. I was, my life was chaotic. I didn't look like love to my family. I was arguing and, and, and with my husband all the time, and I didn't have healthy relationships because I didn't believe who, I didn't know who I was. Our life is showing fruit of who we think we are. If we have blatant sin issues in our life, it's because we don't believe that we've been set free from sin. <laughs> You've already been free. It says in, it says in here in the whole word. All, the whole word. Pick a, pick a spot. Which one do you want? You know? Romans 6. Here, let's just go there. I'm kind of flip-flopping all over the place, so bear with me. I'm going to do Passion Translation, Romans 6, 6. Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever deprived of its power? Mic drop. Um, I'm just messing with you guys. Um, For we were co-crucified with him to dismantle the stronghold of sin within us so that we would not continue to live one moment longer submitted to its power. You may be thinking, well, I feel like it has power over me because I just keep sinning and I just can't stop. It just comes knocking on my door like it's a part of me, right? And even Paul said that. In the verses where he was talking about that, he was talking about when he was in the law, when he was living in the law. But when Jesus set him free from the power of sin, he realized and started to believe that he was made differently and that wasn't a part of him anymore. So he just said no to it. 
I have literally, that is my life. (laughs) I'm so passionate about this truth because I've seen it work. I've seen sin no longer be an issue in my life. I'm not boasting. I'm only boasting in him. He's the one who did it. He even gave me the grace to believe I am who he says I am. That was even grace. (laughs) He gives us the grace to even believe. So we can't even take credit for that. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. But the point is, is that we are different now. Sin no longer has power over us. It may feel like it has power over us, but it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, the enemy wants us to believe that we're still the same person we used to be. He wants us to feel like the same person we used to be. He wants us to think that we're never going to get free from this thing. And we can tell him where to go, right? We get to tell him when those temptations come, we get to say, hey, I'm not the same person I anymore, and this doesn't have power me. I can just tell it no. I'm going to tell it no. Bye. I'm not going to choose to do that. I don't have to. It goes with anything. It's, it, it's anything. You know? It's anything. I have anger issues. You're not angry anymore. You're the fruits of the Spirit. You're love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, long-suffering. You're not angry. Who told you you were angry? Who told you you were naked? Sarah, Sarah wrote a song a long time ago. So powerful. She wrote that song about, what, 12 years ago, something like that. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were who the devil said you are? Who told you? Why are you believing something that isn't you anymore? I feel like I got totally off of this, but I'm just going with it, guys. Thanks for the grace. Who told you? The enemy's schemes are the same. They've never changed. He doesn't have any good material. It's been the same since the garden. What did he do? He said, he told Adam and Eve, well, you're not like, if you want to be like God, then you eat this. They were already like God. He, he got them to believe that they were someone different than they were. For years, the devil got me to believe I was someone that I wasn't. And then Jesus came in with his unrelenting love and his truth and his grace and said, hey, who told you that that's who you were? That's not who you are. I broke the power of Sid. You actually have power over it. You tell it no. It doesn't tell you what to do. You tell it what to do. I'm like, oh. It was like an aha moment. It was a revelation moment to where I was like, wow. Okay, you're right, because I don't want to do this. You know your nature is new when you don't want to do the things that you're doing. You know? Uh, my friend a long time ago at the church I grew up with, she said that she had she was on the prayer team at that church, and she said someone came up to her. This was a long time ago, probably like 13 years ago or something. Someone came up to her 
Anne was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I just feel so bad. And she, they were crying. They're like, I just don't want to. It was like a sin issue or something. And she was like, she told him, she said, hey, you obviously feel bad about what you're doing. That just proves that that's not your nature anymore. You wouldn't feel bad about it. You wouldn't be so torn up about not wanting to do this anymore if, it wa- if you weren't new, if it wasn't a part of you anymore, right? I was like, whoa, you know? What if we just started renewing our minds to the truth of the cross, who we are, what he's done for us? And we just started saying, hey, this isn't me. Have you guys ever had, um, you're just like going about your Christian life, good Christian girl and boy, you know, driving down the road, listening to your Christian music, and you're just doing all good. And then all of a sudden, these thoughts from your past come, things you used to do. You're like, oh, there must be something bad in there still. I better go cry it out at the altar. I better, oh, beat myself into submission because, man, I'm messing up. I'm getting these thoughts. I, that, what if you just realize that that's not you anymore? That's the enemy kind of trying to come and see what sticks. And you can be like, you, instead you can be like, okay, that's not me. You can just go back because I've been saved, redeemed by the blood of the Jesus. I'm one with him now. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. You can just start quoting scripture. You know how quick that thing's going to leave? Immediately. This is your sword. But it's a sword against our belief system. (laughs) That's the battle. The battle is in the mind, in our mind. Jesus has given us all the tools that we need to live righteously, to live holy, to live who he says we are already. We don't have to try in our own strength. It's not, okay, I'm going to try my best to do, not make a mistake today. I'm going to do everything I can in my own power to be perfect today. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, you're in works. Just rest in him. Let him show you if there's something he's asking you to do, then do it. Just be obedient. If he's not saying anything, then just rest in him and be loved by him. I've shared this example before. It's like we can do it at a place of rest. We can serve Jesus out of a place of rest, but we're not striving to earn something because it's already been done for us. Instead, we can rest, and that means a heart posture of Jesus. You've already done it for me. I'm going to rest in relationship with you. I'm going to trust you that you're going to take me where I need to go. If I've got blatant issues in my life, I'm going to trust you that you're going to tell me what the practical things I can do, right? If there's anything I need to do, and I'm going to trust you that you're going to take me there. You're going to help me renew my mind to the truth. I'm seek- The only thing I'm doing is seeking after you. That's it. Jesus will tell you if you need to stop hanging out with that person, if you need to stop watching that on TV, if you need to do this, if you need to do that, and you'll just be obedient. Because guess what? There's grace to be obedient. Every, there's grace for it all. <laughs> Isn't it exciting? Okay. I look, When I was reading Romans 6, and it said, where was I? Did I even finish reading that? <laughs> okay. Well, if I didn't, basically... The power of sin has been broken in our life. I looked up the word sin, and it just means division. 
any area of our life that is dividing us from love, being united with love, it's just not part of our nature anymore, right? <laughs> it's not just blatant sin issues, like whatever you want to label sin to be. It's, it's anger. It's, it's unhealthy relationships where you're not honoring and loving one another. You know? It's all of it. Anything that is division from us being one with Jesus, who is love, that has been broken in our life. And he has given us the power over it. I don't know how, I started off with talking about healing, and now I'm on sin. And you know what? Yes, Jesus, you just do what you want to do. Oh, it's all about letting Jesus love us. That may sound arrogant, but it's not. <laughs> he died. He, he died for us out of his love for us. <sighs> love caused him to, love makes us, love looks like something. Love looks like action in some way. Jesus showed us that when he died for us, that was the action of his love for us. This is how he showed us he loved for us. He loved us. So at the cross, he showed us what our worth was to him. We didn't deserve it. I'm not saying we deserved it. I'm saying he showed us what our worth was to him. So it's not arrogant to say, Jesus, I'm just going to let you love me. I'm just going to stay there. Because when we let him love us, he loves us into wholeness. Jesus is healing. He is our wholeness. He's our completeness. When we let him love us, that's how we get whole. It's just simply letting him love us. What does that look like practically? It's a heart connection. It's a, it's a choosing. You know, it started with me just saying, hey, I submit to the process of letting myself be loved by you. Take out any thought that says I'm not worthy of your love. Take out any thought that would or thing that would allow me from not being loved by you. Like you want to love me. And I say it with my whole heart. Then he does the rest. <laughs> he just does the rest, you know? When we let Jesus love what is it? Let me see in a verse. Is it Matthew 10, 8? Matthew 10, 8. Freely you have received, freely give. I know it's talking about healing the sick, but, and so are we kind of. We keep flip-flopping, but. Freely you have received, freely give. We can only give out of the overflow of what we first receive. If we're not receiving love from God, how can we love others? If we're not receiving truth about who we are, how can we know the truth? How can we live by the truth over our experience? If I'm renewing my thoughts all day long to what's not going right and all the things I'm messing up with and how I'm not looking like Jesus, instead of renewing my mind to what he says about me, regardless of what I'm experiencing about myself, right? 
That's why declarations are so powerful every day. That's why renew our mind, getting in the word. What, Jesus, what are you saying about me? Because I'm not experiencing any of this stuff that you're saying about me right now. We've talked about this so many times about how thoughts attach to emotions and experiences and become neuropathways that become belief systems that we live out of. This is science. <laughs> Welcome to science class. Um, basically, that's it. That's summed up in that. So when we're experiencing stuff, we have to take the experience and the emotion, and we have to line it up with truth, what God says about us, to recreate a true neuropathway that, which we are created to live by, a belief system that's true. And Jesus paid for that on the cross. He paid for our wholeness and healing in our mind. Mind, body, soul, and spirit he paid for. So that's why renewing our minds to truth is so powerful and so important. Basically, when we, when we believe what he says about us is true, when we believe he is who he says he is, then we will naturally bring others into the awareness of who he is and in who they are, right? Because Jesus died once for all. He died for all. This is available to every person on the planet. Whether they believe it or not yet, whether they realize it or not yet, whatever, it's true. And it's available to every person. And we get to partner with Jesus to bring people into wholeness, what they were created for. Every person was created in the image of God. Every person on the planet was created to walk in wholeness and life. John 10.10, 10, I came to give life and life abundant. That's God's will for every person on the planet. The what ifs, well, what about this? Well, why is this happening then? Well, I don't know. I just know what Jesus says. I just know he is who he says he is, and I choose to believe that anyways. He came to give life and life abundant. Like I said before, love doesn't leave you in chaos and torment and pain and sickness and anything less than love. <laughs> and that's available to every person on the planet. So isn't it exciting that we get to partner with Jesus, guys? He, gets, he partners with us. I've had some of the most life-changing moments with people, face, just sitting, getting to sit in front of people, all different types of people in the world, and, and, and just get to no strings attached, love them, treat them the way that Jesus would treat them if he was sitting there, serve them, not trying to tell them that all their sin issues and that they better... Better get cleaned up. You're going to hell. People know that they're in a mess. We don't need to tell them that. They need loved. Jesus came and he swooped me up in, my, in the most chaotic moments of my life. When I was not, I had a long, long list of things people could have accused me of. And Jesus didn't accuse me of one of them. He came and he swooped me up and he loved me. And that's the only thing that we have to do. That's the only thing that he asked us to do. It's in the word, right? The only thing he asked of us is to love the person in front of us just like he is. In order to do that, we have to believe the truth about who he is and, what, and who we are now, that it is possible to do that. And I really believe Jesus is just breaking off. You can start playing, Sarah. I didn't realize you are back there till just now.
I really believe that Jesus is just breaking off religion. It's been a word that's been reoccurring a lot lately. He's breaking off religion. It's just not going to work anymore. It hasn't been working (laughs) for a long time. It's never worked, but he's calling us higher. So we want to partner with him and what he's doing. We want to to put all the, the notions of what we think it needs to look like aside. What is bringing people into, into a relationship with Jesus actually look like? Because that's what we were created for. That's what this is all about. This is all about equipping us and being a family and loving one another so that we can go out and bring people into relationship with Jesus. If you didn't know, that's what it's all about. It's not about having a good little church service on Sunday. Checking off the box. Well, I went to church today. I'm a good Christian girl. What else do I need to do? And there's no shame in that because I've lived, I lived a Christian, good portion of my Christian life that way. And sometimes I still put God in a box just to be real in the way I think about things. And I, and I want to believe differently about who he is. I want him to, to break off all those things that would hinder me from bringing people into a real encounter with Jesus so that they could be free. Because that's what I'm created for wherever I go. And it all looks different for each of us because we're all different and unique. But I know that you guys want that too. So I just want you guys to stand with me as we close. And we're just going to kind of spend time with Jesus here and let him do what he wants to do. And just spend some time in prayer. And afterwards, we're going to have a prayer team up here. If you need prayer or encouragement for anything, we're here for you. We love you. Even if we don't know you, we love you because Jesus loves you. And we're here to support you. So, Jesus, we just thank you, God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you that the cross was enough for our lives to look like love, for us to be whole and healed and set free, mind, body, soul, and spirit. We thank you that the cross was enough for every person on the planet to be saved and set free, healed, mind, body, soul, and spirit. We choose to partner with you with your ideas, with your beliefs, with your truth, not our own. We lay our own ideas aside. We want to attach. We want to walk in having the mind of Christ like you say we do. We want to believe like you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Jesus, we lay all the unanswered questions aside right now, all the disappointment from not seeing healing, from not seeing people, the things that we've believed for not seeing happen. We lay all those things aside right now. We choose to partner with the truth that it is finished. We resolve to know nothing but you and you crucified and resurrected. submit ourselves to the process of taking every thought captive to that truth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you that you're here in this room with us. You're one with us. Thank you that you are healing. You are wholeness. Just believe that whatever you are in need of today, whatever you are lacking today that doesn't line up with (laughs) what Jesus already paid for for you, that that would manifest right now. whether it's healing in your body, healing in your mind, healing in your heart. Wholeness is available. Thank you, Jesus, for healing every person right now. Jesus is here, guys. He wants wants us to encounter him today. Are you okay with that? Are you you okay with taking a few more minutes and just encountering Jesus? (laughs) Something happens when when we become aware of him. Some of you are going to start to feel him do something in your bodies, heal your pain. Shift things around in your mind. Heal your heart. Come in and give you a big old hug. Just love it right out of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We invite you to come and love us. Just tell him, Jesus, we let you love us right now. Jesus, we let you love us right now. Pay attention. Pay attention to what he's doing. You may be feeling something on your body. You may be feeling peace, love, joy. 
Just press into what he's doing. Thank him for what he's doing. Thank him for loving you. Praise him. You may be seeing a picture in your mind. Jesus wants to show you something. It's just another way he speaks to us. You may be getting an impression, this is what I think he's saying to me right now. He's talking to you. Let's press in, guys. If you guys need to come up here and just get down, be with Jesus, if you need to position yourself to receive whatever you need to do, be free to be to do whatever you need to do. Lay on your face, whatever it is. We don't want to miss a moment. I don't want to miss a moment with what he's doing.
Jesus, we thank you for your love, God. I just invite you to just press into what he's doing if he's doing something right now. I don't want you to miss this moment with him. But I also want to release you if you have to go and get your kids or you just have, be blessed. If you have to go, be blessed. And we're just going to stay here for a little bit longer and let him love us, do what he wants to do, okay? Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.